Hi, welcome to the Haven Youth Church Podcast. We want to thank you for tuning in today. We hope this message encourages you and empowers you to be all God created you to be. We love you. Welcome to the family. Speak to you just for a little while. But before we do, does anyone have a friend that does dramatic pauses? You know what I'm talking about? Like they're telling you a story. They're pouring out all the details, and they're about to get to the key of the story, and then they just shut up, and they just stare at you. Does anybody have that friend? Is anybody that friend in the house right there? They're already pointing. You, I know you are, but um, they, they just get right there, and you're waiting on the edge of your seat, and they just shut up. This person in my life is my pastor. It's, <laughs> it's Pastor Setzer. He will take the pulpit on Sunday. Worship is going phenomenal. You feel as if heaven has come down into the room. And he'll take the pulpit and grip both sides like he's about to say something. And then he'll do. And he'll get to this side and he'll go. Like he's about to say something. Like here it comes. And he's like. And he scans the other side of the room, and it has me going crazy some Sundays because I feel like we're right there. We're on the edge of a move of God, and then this moment of silence comes in. But he's a great man of God, and we always end up getting there. But it's just those times of anxiety where I'm on my seat, and I'm saying, what comes after this? What is next? What is he about to say? Who, what is he about to speak into this moment? And I want to preach to you on the silence, that the silence can be broken tonight. The Bible says in Mark 1, 9 through 11, it says, and, and it came to pass in those days that Jesus came forth from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized of John in the Jordan. And straightway coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens open and the spirit like a dove descending upon him. And right here, I really want you to listen. It says, and there came a voice from heaven saying, thou art my beloved son and who I am well pleased. This is Jesus. God of heaven is speaking and he is saying, this is my son and the heavens are open and the voice of God reigns and all of these people witness it. But what was going on before? There's one of those pauses. But Israel is one of the, in one of the longest dramatic pauses known to man. For the last 400 years, five to seven generations, their great, great, great grandpa, God spoke through Malachi and then he stopped speaking. Malachi spoke a, a terrifying message. He says, Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the great and awesome day of the Lord comes. Doesn't that sound encouraging? That there's a great and awesome day coming. But then it says in the next verse, And he will turn the hearts of the fathers to their children, and the hearts of the children to their fathers, lest I come and strike the land and decree of utter destruction. That God says that he's going to send forth the Messiah in an awesome day coming, but, before, but right after that, but right before that maybe, there might be a day of destruction. That there might be terror all around and then heaven goes silent. Elijah and Elisha and Samuel and Isaiah, they have all come and they've spoke the word of God. And they've been the, the voice for the Israelites. They've been the voice of God to a people. They've been guidance and instruction, encouragement, uplifting. And then all of a sudden God goes silent. Can you imagine being in their shoes? You feel as if something is so close and that you have, you have guidance in your life and you have peace and joy, but then all of a sudden it's just gone. And you're in this silence. And peace goes silent and joy goes silent. 
and comfort and assurance and stability go silent and all of a sudden anxiety begins to reign and depression and worthlessness and addiction, they begin to reign and scream in your ears. Is that not where America's at today? Today one of the saddest statistics is that 41% of teenage Americans claim that they deal with anxiety and depression on a weekly basis. That they have feelings of worthlessness, like they don't know what tomorrow holds. That they get in a pit that they just can't seem to climb out of. And even worse than that, 12% deal with severe mental illness, bipolarism, schizophrenia, self-harm. The list goes on. Every, it, that means in every high school, every 25 students you see, 10 deal with anxiety and depression and or depression. And two of them are de- dealing with severe mental illness. Is that not like the children of Israel? That it's gone silent in their life? That peace and joy no longer seem to reign in our schools and in our families and amongst our friend groups? That the voices of anxiety and worthlessness have taken over and it's all that seems to ring in your ear and you're just looking for silence. I'm here to tell you tonight the silence can be broken. Oh, I remember in my own life running to drugs and running to alcohol and getting as high as I could and as drunk as I could, just trying to drown out the voices that just scream in your ears of depression and suicidal thoughts and anxiety and worthlessness and self-hatred. Oh, I can hear to tell you I'm called to missions and I'm about to leave for a year and it seems great, but I am the biggest failure I know. And I'm looking at most of you and most of you could probably say, I am too. You can see people and say that they're messed up and they failed a lot, but you know every thought. You know every mistake. You know every shortcoming in your life that you want to keep silent. You know how big of a failure you are, but tonight, failure does not have to ring in your ears anymore. The peace of God can reign in your life. The silence can truly be broken. When the, when the Lord comes to Daniel, Daniel or David, David writes this beautiful psalm in Psalms 29. And the first ten vo- verses, it says that he wrote this and he penned it in the middle of a gigantic storm. That thunder, it rolled in the mountains and it echoed in lightning flashes and winds and water and rain. And it was all around him and he relates this to you in my life. Because how many know that's life? Someday it's storms and some days it's thunder and you feel like you can't have any peace. But then verse 11 comes and it's beautiful. Psalms 29 and 11, it says, The Lord will give strength unto His people and the Lord will bless His people with peace. That in the midst of your storm, in the midst of all those voices of chaos and failure and anxiety and depression, and I don't know where I'm going next, the Lord can whisper peace. That the silence can be broken in the voice of God, the joy unspeakable, the peace can reign in your life tonight. That you don't have to walk out the doors the same. You don't have to walk out hearing the same lie of the enemy. But you can leave with peace and joy tonight. When you invite Jesus into your life, John 14, 27 says, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. I can tell you from my own life and from my families, this world will give you a false peace. 
They'll present you with options that you can have peace here, you can have fulfillment here, and pornography and addiction to drugs and gossip and putting your others down and bullying, that you can have peace if you make yourself something that you really aren't. But I'm telling you, John is correct, that the world's peace is fleeting, that the treasures that you find on this earth, they're worth nothing, that it's all going to burn up one day. But if you put your trust in Jesus, you can have the peace of God that does not leave. You can have the peace of God that says, I will never leave you. Lo, you go through valleys and trials. And like Psalms 29, the storm is raging. I will hold your hand day in and day out. The silence can be broken for you tonight. Oh, don't leave the same. I know the lie that, oh, it's just going to be worse the next day. I'm just going to have to push through the next day. But you can trust in Jesus and his burden is light and his yoke is easy. If you accept him as your savior tonight. I also want to talk to the others in the room. That you feel like the silence in your life was broken. That that anxiety and depression, that it's fleeted. And I put my trust in who you're talking about. But I don't know where to go from here. I accepted this message. I accepted this, the full gospel of Jesus Christ. I am who I am because of him. But what do I do next? I want you to know that you, right where you're at, as young as you are or as old as you are, as you, are you can be a silence breaker. That you, your voice, your testimony can be the the key for a generation to receive revival. Oh, and I'm not just talking about Armenia and Azerbaijan and Iran. I'm talking about Ohio and Hamilton and Germantown and Valley View. I'm talking about the ones that we just talked about, the 41% that are screaming, I need an answer, I want peace, I need something that I don't have. You can be the silence breaker in their life. All throughout the Bible, we find story after story after story of silence breaker. Peter comes and he becomes a, a, he becomes a disciple of Jesus. He walks with Jesus hand in hand for three and a half years. He sees miracles. He hears the teaching from the mouth of Jesus. But on the day of his crucifixion, he rejects him. He's a failure in our eyes. He's a failure in his own eyes. Like I said, Peter was probably the biggest failure he knew. But there came a day... When Jesus came back to the shore and called unto Peter, Peter goes on and he preaches to the 3,000 and they get saved. And then he goes on to preach to the Gentiles, the people that could not accept God, the one true God. And they made image after image and false gospel after false gospel and golden calves and wooden images. And they worshiped them as God and they made human sacrifices. But all of a sudden, Peter steps on the scene and said, Jesus Christ of Nazareth came to the earth and lived perfect for you and me and died for our sins. And the silence was broken for thousands of individuals. Moses, he's a man and he's born into the Israelites. God places him in Pharaoh's house and he says, I'm going to be the key. I'm going to be the key to all of the Israelites' freedom. And he tries to do it in his own strength and he fails miserably. And he runs away. He kills a man and he's wanted and he runs into the desert. And for 40 years, 
He has that eating at him that I tried on my own and I failed. I'm a failure. I never lived up to know to what I know I was supposed to be. The children of Israel forget who he was, but then God comes one day and speaks and says, "You will be the voice that speaks to Israel, that brings them the freedom they need." But Moses, he's speaking to a people that have been in slavery for almost 400 years. They haven't had the law yet. And Moses goes to God and he says, in, in Exodus 3, 13 through 5, he says, If I come to the people of Israel and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you, and they ask me, What is his name? What shall I say unto them? And God spoke to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, say this to the people of Israel, I am has sent me to you. God also said to Moses, say this to the people of Israel, the Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob that sent me to you. That he said that I am God has sent me to you. The one that you forgot about. The one that you don't even honor anymore. Oh, Israel's in bondage to slavery, the worthlessness, the bondage, the physical bondage. They are there, but Moses steps on the scene and says, I am that I am has sent me, and you can be free. You can be that voice for your family. You can be that voice for your school and your generation and your friend group. You don't just have to go through life and accept salvation and be the same, but you can be the key to someone's freedom tonight. Your life matters. Matt said it. I wanted to say it to open, but he opened with it. that You were knit together. Oh, I'm just a kid from Germantown, Ohio, and I'm traveling halfway around the world to preach to people that I don't even know their language yet. How did this happen? Because God wrote my story. Because he knitted me together in my mother's womb, and he did the same for you. You have a purpose that's bigger than yourself. You can be the silence breaker for a generation. You can be the silence breaker for your friend group. That your life can make a difference in other people's life. I'm going to ask Lindsay to start playing. Tonight I came and I shared with you what I feel I'm called to and what I'm about to walk into. I shared with you how I don't know how I got here some days and I was the biggest failure. But Jesus Christ came into my life and broke the silence. He broke the addiction and the, and the self-hatred and the worthlessness and the depression. And He let peace reign in my life. And He's here to do that for each one of you that don't know Him. Oh, and He didn't just stop there, but He said, You're called to more. You can do the same and others just preach the gospel. We're all called in Mark 16 and 15 to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature that you have a voice, that you are called to be the silence breaker for our generation. Not five years down the road, not once you graduate high school, but tomorrow your voice can be the key for revival. Do you believe that? Do you really believe that what you have matters? What you have is more precious than silver and gold. Every treasure on this earth isn't worth a fraction of the message that you carry. And you can bring it to those that do not know it. I invite you all to stand. There once was a group of missionaries and they were radical. People called them crazy often. And they ended up naming themselves the one-way missionaries. 
These men and women would buy a one-way ticket to an unreached part of the world that did not know Jesus, and then they would buy a cheap coffin. And they'd pack all their belongings, their Bible, and their clothes in this coffin, and they'd say goodbye to their family, knowing that most likely they would never return. One, name, one man, his name was A.W. Millen, and he said, I feel the Lord calling me to the, the island of Vanuatu in the South Pacific, but this island was full of not just tribe men, but cannibals that have killed every missionary that has showed up on the shore. And his family looks at him and says, you're crazy. They're crazy individuals. They'll eat you. They'll kill you within minutes. Your life will be worth nothing if you go and waste it for this crazy dream and idea. But that's not what happened. That's not what God planned. But A.W. hits that shore and he begins to preach and learn the language. And when he died 35 years later, on his headstone it read that when he came, there was no light. But when he left, there was no darkness. Vanuatu was radicalized by the gospel of Jesus Christ because of one man's yes that said, I'll break the silence over Vanuatu. That he said that thousands of years of cannibalism and tribal worship can end when he got on the shore, when he hit the feet. Oh, what nation, what people group, what high school is saying we need this message. We want the silence to be broken and you hold the key. Where can you be like A.W. Milne where everyone else says Hamilton's gone, Germantown's gone, they don't want to hear your message, they don't want to hear what you have to say, it's just about affirming, but you can stand fast and say, I know I, that I know that Jesus Christ is the only one way to heaven and salvation. You hold the key to be a silence breaker tonight. With every head bowed and every eye closed, be respectful of this moment. If you don't want it, don't make one of your friends miss, miss out on the moment. This is eternity on the line for some people. Oh, that for years you've heard the voices of anxiety and depression and I'm not worth much. I was a mistake. My parents tell me often that I was a mistake. But tonight that can be broken over your life and the peace of God and the joy and the purpose of salvation can reign. If you're here and you're saying, I need that silence broken in my life. I want the peace of God. I want the joy of the Lord. I just want you to slip your hand up and write back down just as saying, I need that tonight. Amen, amen, amen. God sees your hands. If you're here tonight and you're saying, I've received that salvation. The silence has been broken, but what is next? I feel as if I'm purposeless. God is calling you to be a silence breaker tonight. That you can go and shake this world for the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now I give you the challenge. I want if you raise your hand or if you needed to raise your hand, I want you to come to this altar. And I want you to begin to pray and say, God, I need the peace of God. I need your joy. I need the peace that passes all understanding. And I want you to pray, God, I want to know my calling. I want to be a silence breaker. I don't want my family to stay bound. I don't want my friends to stay bound. I don't want my school to stay bound. Lord, make me a silence breaker. Make me one that's bold to stand up and preach that this is the only way to true freedom. These altars are open tonight. I invite you to come and pray.
Thanks for listening. If this message blessed you in any way, please consider subscribing and sharing this podcast with someone. You can follow us on social media at Haven Youth Church. We love you, fam. The best is yet to come.